Welcome back, Hop Nation. It is episode 119. That is one after 118. Thank you for joining us again. My name is Kid Rock. Uh, shout out to all my boys in Cell Block 6. That joke did not go anywhere. I don't care. Out, right? I, thought, I thought I just wondered how long you could go with it. How how well do you remember Kid Rock pre-country music? I don't. <laughs> Surely. I shot my wad on that one. <laughs> That's all you're getting. Uh, but no, I am not Kid Rock. This is Adam, one of your gracious hosts here on the Hop Nation USA podcast. Uh, some other voices you've heard. You heard Steve. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That, that was your cue. Yeah. And uh, the third voice, back yet again. For his biannual visit, Jason Sircone, welcome. Is the biannual thing official? This is how we're going to... I mean, at this point, might as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Re-up the membership. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my dues were in arrears. I caught up with you guys. Do, no, no. Bowling was last week. <laughs> That'll be $38. <laughs> we do not Quick, name the movie. Come on. One of you guys going to name that movie. No, we already know it. We were doing Kingpin last yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. We were doing Kingpin because we were down at Annex last week. Yeah, right, right, right. We are doing all kinds of Kingpin trivias. That was... <laughs> And that's where we learned that Dennis was a sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> Full disclosure, I haven't listened to last that's week's awesome. episode yet. I apologize. We got hosts on this show who haven't listened to last week's podcast. <laughs> I started and then I lost interest. <laughs> I was there. What yeah. I, <laughs> I know what happened. Why, why do I gotta do it again? <laughs> I usually binge you guys like a like an office run on Netflix. Yeah. I'll put on like three episodes if I've right got drives yeah. to do and get yeah. caught up. Yeah, we we find either it's uh people listening on their way to work or people who have like free time mm-hmm. and they're not getting harassed by people <laughs> like if you have free time in your office that's when people binge up and i'll tell you one thing i can't do is like i've been trying to get back in shape so when I'm, i've been going to the gym more mm-hmm. i can't listen to podcasts at the gym no nah, like, i can't I either can't, i cannot do that people mm-hmm. say that's like the best time to listen and i'm just like i'm i gotta have something that motivates the hell out of me and it's right. not anything podcast right yeah yeah we're gonna talk about beer marketing whatever the Mm. hell i listen to in a podcast it's not getting me ready to run five miles on the no no listening to steve's voice will not motivate me to mile six (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to happen unless he is physically behind me with a weapon right yelling at me that's different (laughs) of course you'll be in a golf cart that's that's usually when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> There's good money in that. You should look into that. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, side hustles are all around. Like when Stewie <laughs> followed the guys around playing the trumpet behind him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the big old <laughs> tuba guy following fat guys with their walking music. <laughs> I guess we should get back to beer talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is going well. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's good banter. It's a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, why don't you tell the people what we're talking about on this fine episode? So this week, if you're listening on a Friday, as you should, then we're right on the precipice of Fresh Fest. That's a 50 cent word. I like Eels. it. Last week, we, you know, did a little preview with Enix Brewing and we talked about their uh, collaboration they have with Dreams Hair Salon. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're just going to feature three breweries that are also going to be there. And uh, we're going to start with one that's actually a big sponsor of FreshFest. Yes, they are. They're one of the uh, the largest uh, craft breweries here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Thank you. <laughs> I know. One of the four. <laughs> uh, Trogues. 
Yes. Uh, Trogues, we are going to try their Field Study IPA offering. Mm-hmm. I've never had it. I don't know that Steve or Jason have ever had it. I've had it. I, oh, okay. Well, now that Jason said yes, I'm going to say yes as well. Cause <laughs> I yeah, got you it. don't have to keep up. It's a good, Well, no, it's a good variety packet that comes in this summer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so the guys that like IPAs have already drank it. Right. Yes. The guy that does not like IPAs has not. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm a bit of a fanboy for Trogues, too, so... No, I can... I, I get that. They're, I mean, they're Pretty one of the... anything that they come out with, I'm going to try and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably going to like. They're one of the most consistent breweries that we have Absolutely. in the state, mm-hmm. which is why they're, you know, <laughs> around since the 90s. Right, they have earned their <laughs> reputation. Yeah. So the Field Study IPA, 6.2% ABV, no ID on the IBUs, and we are going to be using Dry Hopped with Citra, mm-hmm. Mosaic, and El Dorado. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Well, pop it open. Okay. Let's see what happens. So looking at it, it, Adam didn't say anything about it when he was describing it. He didn't say this was going to be a hazy, and I'm glad he didn't because it's not. (laughs) Trogues doesn't do hazy, do they? I don't think I've ever seen a hazy beer. I think they might have like one or two. Yeah. Yeah. They're few and far between. I poured a Nimble Giant on International Beer oh. Day, and that's oh. just without question one of my oh. favorite beers ever. <laughs> and it, it it's not a haze. B- no, you gotta, you gotta go back. You gotta cut that. I can't be on <laughs> haze. B- that's one of my least favorite terms in beer. What if I beep it? Yes, that'd be even better. <laughs> I'll beep it for you. <laughs> it's not a hazy beer in any respect, nor is it meant to be. But it it had that. It, turbid's probably the wrong word. Let's mm-hmm. say you, it wasn't clear. No, it, it just looks so freaking cool. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's just because it's such a big, thick beer. Yeah, to begin with, yeah. like, yeah, Nimble Giant is. I mean, that's. I think. I don't know why, and it's probably because it doesn't have the distribution, but that would honestly rival the Bell's Two Hearted. Mm-hmm. It is so goddamn good, <laughs> and it's just a once a year deal. So right. they're not trying to go flagship. Yeah, it's with not it. enough. But that's what I like about it, and that's why I've always been such a big fan of Nugget Nectar. It's mm-hmm. one of those things. If you do it too much, it's not as special. Right. And they do it for a couple months a year, and it's a beautiful time. Yeah. As is field study. Yeah, I, looking at it, like we were already saying, it's perfectly clear. You can see all the way through. It's got a nice, you know, like golden color to it. Mm-hmm. On the nose, you get a lot of that citra hop. Yeah, it's definitely got a, a, a fruity fruity note to it there. Yeah. Tasting it, oh, it, it, it's more complex than that. You know what? I, I'm i rather intrigued by this beer. I don't hate it. Whoa. Well, that's an interesting start. I know, right? <laughs> you guys are how many episodes deep? 119? 119. 119 deep, and you've had a lot of IPAs. I mean, you've had to some develop somewhat of a palate for IPAs. So, I, yes, to a degree. But there are some that go too far. The what I've discovered, what I hate most about IPAs are the ones that have that that hop residue on the back end that just sticks around too much. I hate that. Okay. Anything that's like a super Simcoe, yeah, make him make yucky cat face. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You have to understand, Jason. He's built a tolerance, but he started from the point where he would never drink IPAs voluntarily. Right. There's a lot of people out there that operate that way. Yeah. Like, you can change your palate around if you expose yourself enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and also, when you consider a lot of the things that are quote-unquote IPAs nowadays, like hazy stuff, right? that's barely hoppy. Right. Like, anybody can drink that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, with this one, it, it does have a little bit of a, a, a fruity hoppiness to it, but it is not obnoxious by any stretch of the imagination. No. I could see where somebody could find this quite refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it's really refreshing. It has an interesting like turn in it like it's not uh 
I don't know. I think it just changes like fruit flavors as it moves through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, yeah, no residence back end either. Like you're talking about, it gets out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that those are the types of IPAs that I can appreciate. That say, hey, all right, I got hoppiness, and then I get out of the way. That's if I'm going to drink an IPA, that would be the the way I would like the IPA to yeah. to operate. Starting point. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> then cover it up with donuts or some other shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should okay. be ha- it's not an imperial stout. <laughs> um coming up this weekend hitchhiker is releasing their lemon meringue hole punch Ooh, you should enjoy that a lot <laughs> I, you know, I, i've had some of the hole punch series before yeah and they are good yeah so and and i like lemon meringue right so yeah you should be fine with I, that one <laughs> i should probably go find that this Maybe, weekend coming up that might be something that could be added to the very short list yeah it may or may not be a fresh rest i don't know okay no yeah. Moving on into the news and notes and neat of the day. Do, do we want to start? Do we want to start with the big bad news and get it out the way? Or do we want to start with nicer things? And, you know, we can end on a sour note, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the nice stuff out of the way. Okay, cool. So shit talking for the last half of the, se- <laughs> half of the segment. <laughs> uh, so just kind of a neat note. I went to abjuration on Monday and Monday they award they were awarded their honeycomb credit check yes. for $50,000. They made it all the way. They yes. made it above and beyond. Well, yeah, they? they made it above and beyond, but it paid out to 50,000. That's awesome. Now, the question is was it a giant check? It was bigger than usual. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say it was a giant Ed McMahon man person size check. Okay. But it was much bigger than usual and they have it sitting up on the shelf. Oh, nice. To look at okay. when you go there. <laughs> but yeah, they, they had they were just thanking like all their investors and you know people who supported them uh, through you know through their time of investment trying to build up the revenue so they can buy more equipment and they already have some of that equipment in the house. So. That was going to be my question was was there any statement of turnaround of how long it would be before the equipment starts showing up on site? They already it's got already equipment. there. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yeah, uh, Dave and Tom they were showing uh, they were showing me and Dennis they had uh I think they have three two-gallon, or three two-barrel. I was going to say, that's not very yeah, big. that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> they got $50,000 and bought two-gallon two buckets. <laughs> no, they had uh, three, they had, they already have three uh, two-barrel fermenters that okay. showed up that were part of the deal, and then they have more stuff coming in. So, are they able to put all the equipment in their current brewing space are they going to have to yeah. do any modification they can just put it back there and yeah, they'll, call they'll, it good yeah they'll be able to fit but at this, uh, I think Dave was saying after, at this point no more <laughs> like <laughs> they, they reached limits yeah but the, the they've completely like I think he's saying they're to the point they've doubled their capacity so, which is good for us yeah well it's good for everybody yeah <laughs> and it's good for them because like one of their big things is they've never been able to get their beer necessarily out of the house Right, it's all been there. That's yeah. the only place you can get yeah. it. Yeah, it's there. Beers of the Berg and maybe one other uh, beer fest if you're mm. lucky. So, <laughs> lucky Which, for them, they'll be able to get more out. Are they uh, are they involved in Fresh Fest this year? I believe so. So yeah. you could get them at Fresh Fest as well. Yes. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. If you haven't bought your tickets yet. Oh yeah, they'll have a lemon bar IPA. Oh, that's right. I just remembered. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I think they posted it on Twitter earlier this week. Yeah. So I assume it's going to be delicious. As it always is. You hope so. <laughs> yes. So I have uh, one quick tidbit. It's uh, it's neat. We don't uh, do tidbits. We do news note neat. <laughs> I, can't, I can't expand out. I can't get into the tidbit realm. No. Man. 
doesn't fit the naming convention. This place is a prison. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Isuzu. Yeah. The makers of fine trucks and automobiles. And possessors of young girls named Reagan. I don't get that. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. I got the one. Exorcist. Mm. Yeah, fuck you both. How about that? <laughs> all right. Very topical <laughs> reference there. Wow. You're all over it. Yeah. The Exorcist is always awesome. <laughs> so sorry we didn't get your movie reference from 1976. <laughs> we'll learn to do better next time. Is Zuzu. They have announced that they are going to create a craft beer truck. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, obviously, there have been craft beer trucks before. Right. Hitchhiker has a truck. It's right. Like it's kind of <laughs> an old French Citroen. Yeah. <laughs> which is a pretty neat truck. Yeah, it stands out, at least. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a, an eye-catcher, for sure. But what's interesting is, as far as I can tell, this is the only time that a manufacturer has stepped up to create a beer truck from the factory. Mm-hmm. So it has a refrigerated box, has eight tap handles... It has a cab over design for easier maneuverability. It has a nice awning you can put over top of the, the tap system so you are nice and shaded. Oh, so the taps are on the outside? Taps are on the outside of the box. Oh, neat. So all you have to do is set up a nice little table out front. Yeah. So you have a bartender just running taps and slinging beers. Cool. That's the first I'd ever heard of a manufacturer themselves creating a truck right, like this. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really going out of the way. There's a lot of DIY people like... Uh, what the hell is it? It's the Blue Sparrow bus that roams around Pittsburgh. Yeah, they transformed a bus into a massive food truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a massive like food a truck. Big, it's a little bluebird bus. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, but it also has taps in it, so. Now, will Joe Azuzu be the bartender on this truck? Because that would be fucking cool. That would be. He's going to lie to Speaking you. Speaking of references from a long time ago, here's a Joe Azuzu reference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> knew you guys brought me here for something. <laughs> Look, our audience skews 34 to 50 plus. <laughs> These are all okay. <laughs> Joe Azuzu, is that an iPhone app? What's that? <laughs> so I'm just putting that in the neat category. That yeah. Azuzu is stepping into that game. Yeah. That would, so, I hate to say this. It's an untapped market. <laughs> but I don't have a better way to say it. it. You know, but it'll be really easy for certain breweries like that have money already to just get up and go. Like they don't have to get involved in a DIY project or right. anything. Or they can start themselves a mini fleet. Yeah. I only like domestic beer trucks. One star. Oh, God. <laughs> can you not say mini fleet? Because somebody... <laughs> what? I'm just saying somebody at Golden Road just had a light bulb go off. Oh. <laughs> Patent pending. Yeah. We demand 10%. That's right. <laughs> well, can I piggyback on the Azuzu truck? By uh-huh. all means. This is similar but different. Um, it's a, an outfit out of Philly. And I'm going down there in September. I'm going to hopefully, I want to connect with this guy just to see this thing. But it's a, a bar that folds out of a truck and it holds 40 people. It's a full bar with tap system. Oh, no and, shit. and you can rent it for parties. And I, from what I'm reading, I mean, I, I can give you guys a link if you can put, want to post this in your show notes so people sure, can see yeah. it. It's cool as hell. But yeah, it just they, they, it pulls up on, I mean, you tow it on the back of whatever truck that's connected to but then mm-hmm. it folds out and you've got stools and tables and a tap system full bar to sit at neat as hell and i i don't i mean i think the next step for these guys would be to go to new york i think it said in the article they're looking to expand into other cities with okay. this idea yeah. 
So maybe the whole mobile drinking game is becoming the next big mm-hmm. wave. Time to, will tell. From what you were just describing, Jason, that sounds like it would be perfect for like tailgating cities. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like if somebody shows up with a trailer and they just take up two spots and, you know, drop a bar down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Pittsburgh is primed for something like that. Yeah. <laughs> So we need to get in on the franchise early. That guy becomes the party guy. Yes, well, that's so. a, my, my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is the one who shared the article with me, and he was. I, we were talking about, it and he was saying, "We don't even need to franchise. Let's just do it ourselves." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, actually, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> keep all the money. Yeah. Just like, uh, you didn't have a patent on it, so we can just start our own. Yeah. Our uh, whatever. Sorry, bad. <laughs> so yeah, maybe Adam. You know, don't buy that next car. Buy yourself. Go a- buy a trailer and a truck instead. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. A trailer, a truck, and some pallets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. The refrigerator. You run eight taps, one of them can be yours. That's true. I didn't think about that. Serve seven good Pittsburgh beers and then one homebrew, and you know. <laughs> I'll notice you didn't say good homebrew, just another homebrew. Well, just sometimes. If we were good homebrewers, we would have a place. <laughs> that is true. That is a very fair point. We're passable homebrewers. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt idea yes passable, passable homebrew could be your brewery name if you ever take yeah. the next step passable homebrews <laughs> just sold out of a tent we'll start like brew dog okay yeah we'll just have a canopy and passable homebrews <laughs> anything about three stars on yelp is a success well open up the can of worms yeah go for it i Speaking of passable on yelp let's talk about <laughs> yes yes yeah, very passable for a lot of it I am going to announce a, uh, it, it's been a while since we've done this, I'm announcing a six month to a year ban. That's official. <laughs> yeah, that's official. On platform beers. Which is sad. They've betrayed us, and so they get a six month ban for that. <laughs> <laughs> they have betrayed everybody. Well, they've betrayed everybody, and they, you know, they're going in timeout. I'm sure that million dollar check is all, and millions of dollars check is a totally new perspective now that they're banned from Hop Nation. I know. Say. I've, I've hope they cry in their hue, <laughs> and, and their and their mini fleet. How can you not yeah. be excited for tortoritas? <laughs> it's coming. Let me count the ways. This is our future, boys. <laughs> for those of you who are not in the know yet, it was all over social media. But uh, platform beers out of Ohio, with tap rooms in all three cities, and uh, a soon-to-come brewery in Pittsburgh. Hmm. It has sold themselves out to AB InBev. It's the first. It's the first acquisition by AB InBev since 2017. Wasn't there some word that they were supposed to slow down on that? And they said they were done buying for a while. They did. They, they did. did for two years. Yeah. Well, I guess. I guess <laughs> their band was up. Yeah. They did for two years. They laid off like 90 percent of the sales force. Uh, also in 2017. Oof. Yeah. Like they basically just kept on people that were part of the breweries and who reported directly to those breweries basically the the local sales reps yeah and then they they ditched every redundancy within their own system and then they're like now we're not buying anything anymore and we're done and then then they're done and then platform was that's about 2017 is the same year that they really started to expand Mm -hmm. because they've only been open for what four or five years i think 2015 it hasn't been that long yeah yeah it hasn't been that long but they went from Six six and a half thousand barrels to twenty thousand barrels, and they're looking at forty thousand by the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah, well, that'll probably be even bigger now. Right, probably well, I mean, now I for sure. Yeah, planning nationwide distribution. Yeah, with they have to be bigger. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, pre pre buying, they were shooting forty thousand. Now, Lord knows how. Much. But you gotta wonder how long. I mean, obviously, this didn't just come to life today. Yeah, it no, had to have been in the works for months. So maybe when, because I know that uh, Andy from Hitchhiker had made a comment on Twitter about how they had had an agreement with them where they went out there and brewed a beer with with Platform. Mm-hmm. Platform was supposed to come here. Platform reneged. Didn't yeah. come. The beer that was supposed to be their end of the collaboration, I guess, is being released this coming weekend, like tomorrow, as of when this podcast yeah, released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that never happened. And you got to wonder how long this has been in the works. Maybe when they made the announcement that they were going to open a pub in Pittsburgh, this was going to already be a catalyst for it. That's yeah. uh, that's very possible. Like, it could have come like I would I would imagine it would come within that announcement. Mm-hmm. Like whether it was AB InBev saying yes push into this market or ab InBev saw it and they go oh we can get a big foothold in the mid-atlantic market because their last purchase was wicked weed in north carolina right and we still so, haven't seen them hit pittsburgh no right? no not i mean again not that it matters i'm just curious right but I, i'm just saying if like if they're pushing into a market then that's one that they haven't they don't have yeah, you know i think the last one that i remember that they made a big push for after they purchased in Pittsburgh was Devil's Backbone. Mm-hmm. That had they had a huge launch campaign for them when they hit the hit the taps here in town or hit right. the shelves too. So, and even mm-hmm. nowadays, I think we only see I see the Vienna Lager for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only a few varieties that I can yeah. think of that are yeah. in stores on any consistent basis, which is probably yeah. their best beer. At least in my, I mean, I've the Vienna Lagers are best beer. I've only Ooh. had a very limited Oof, amount. <laughs> no, I've only had. I mean, listen, you're talking about a, a very limited exposure to a portfolio. So yeah, I yeah. can't. <laughs> For, okay. From what I had when I had it, I enjoyed that beer. Okay, you know that's. We didn't. Not so. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we reviewed that. Hey, maybe, maybe. I mean, this was before the buyout, so maybe this is something that's changed. Maybe the okay. Quality, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it has. I'm we not we it definitely has. reviewed it post buyout. We did. Okay. They were bought 2015, right? It was 15 or 16. Either way, it was before like we had a show. So right. Okay. There yeah. Go. We reviewed it post buyout, and it was not good. Not good. No. Okay. No. No. Yeah, no. It got it got steamrolled by the other two offerings. Yeah. One of them was Straub. <laughs> so. Don't hate on that. That's a it, good beer. It, well, it was that. Uh, it was the, the special Ridge, edition Ridge Top Runner. Runner. Yeah. It was a special edition Straub, not just a regular one. <laughs> Although the regular straw would probably still get picked up by me before Devil's Backbone. Yeah, that that beer was sucked. <laughs> but uh, sorry to bring up such a sore subject. Well, <laughs> and another it, thing, it's, it's one of the few beers on the show that we really didn't like. Right, <laughs> and we were very surprised by it. Yeah, yeah. we were surprised I, how bad it was. Because <laughs> I I had heard good things about Devil's Backbone, even mm-hmm. though yes, AB and Bev was involved in all that stuff. But I had heard good things, and when we had it, I was disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if I may bring it back to the actual conversation, yes. what, what do you think, honestly, this is going to do for the, the launch of this pub when it opens in Pittsburgh? Because they still have plans to open. The launch has generally been killed for me. I was super excited for it just because they were going to be brewing here. I think I read something maybe that they're going to have like homebrewer uh, opportunities. Similar to what like what uh, Lincoln Avenue has. Yeah, like Lincoln Avenue is looking for that and I know a couple other places. But uh, people are looking to outreach to the community to some people who can't you know get into a big space yeah i was really excited for it but now that i know it's here i kind of don't want it here because i just don't want it's it's a, it's a space that we could be giving to anything else that's local i think you're i i think what's going to happen is the i the more enthusiastic drinkers the 
the hobbyist things like that, they're going to poo-poo it, similar to what we're doing now, mm-hmm. and personally, rightfully so. But I think the casual drinker isn't going to care. Yeah, no, they're yeah, gonna they they're gonna enjoy yeah. a nice space. They're gonna enjoy a nice beer, and they're gonna bring their friends who are other just casual casual craft beer drinkers, and it'll be a success. But it won't be nearly the, the success that it should have been. Because because like you were just saying, Andy from Hitchhiker, I really doubt they're gonna want to work with Platform. No, I, <laughs> from the tone of his tweet, I would say absolutely not. Yeah. And I would say he has a lot more support, Fuck yeah. both in mm-hmm. the city. And among other brewers, mm-hmm. yeah, because he tells that story, and now other brewers are going to hear that and go, "Oh yeah, we're yeah, not. You're off the list." Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, they're not going to have the support of the city, and that's really important. It is. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we shall see. But I, I kind of hope it just closes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I can only speak to one beer that I had, and that was that tort. Yeah, beer. that was garbage. You hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. And I'm not usually one to talk shit on a beer because yeah. i know everybody's trying and right trying, right you know and everybody's taste is different which is you know i'm sure we'll talk about this eventually when we get into other topics of conversation but i was going to start doing reviews on beers on mm-hmm. my on my instagram page i think i did a few and i was like who really gives a shit what i think right because it's so damn subjective yeah and, yeah. I, and again i know i had put that out there too in a couple that i did it's like you know I, you should go try it anyway and i'm like well that should be the message anyway. So yeah. what is the point of me sitting here and saying, well, this is... And I feel like, okay, well, I'm, now I'm pissing all over the theme of your guys' <laughs> show. Because that's what you do every week. Well, no, but that, but you're not because the reason... We set it up this way because, you know, in the... Originally, you know, Adam, Sam, and I, we all have different tastes. Right. So really, it comes down to the point, like, we've said it before, like, if Sam and I like an IPA and Adam hates it... Mm-hmm. You're probably going to really like that IPA if you're an IPA drinker. Right. Yeah. If you're not an IPA drinker, don't drink it. Or vice versa. If, for example, you know Steve is not a huge sour fan, yeah, but he does like it. Mm-hmm. Check that, that beer out. Check it out because it's it's breaching my tastes of I don't like sours. Fair enough. And then to the other point, if all three people on the show don't like a beer maybe avoid that one yeah yeah and that's only happened a few times and that it's at the same time that it's still just such a small yeah segment of the drinking true community. right right you know it's it's coincidental that all three love a beer all three hate a beer mm-hmm. yeah and that's where i always say get out and try things so in keeping up with that philosophy i tried the tort beer and it fucking sucked yeah it's like, it. yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so Hey, that's fine. And yeah. that's my opinion, and I know I shared that with a lot of other people. So, Hey, a lot of people said it was shit. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they sold... That's when I saw that news. It was actually fine. I think... I mean, you, yeah, because I sent the tweet to you guys. Yeah. I was like, I could look this up, but I'm just pulling into the bank. <laughs> just tell me if this actually happened. Right. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm just going to Facebook. The second I logged into Facebook, <laughs> it's all over. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's well. all over. So anyway, I was like... Eh. <laughs> yeah. Because... I know I've talked about this with people before. I think it's even been talked about on my podcast. Big beer, yes, it, it, it's it's an enemy. It's a threat. They 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 have their underhanded tactics, taking tap space, shelf space, cutting off supply chains, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. The story's been told. Another big enemy of craft beer is breweries that make bad beer. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. craft beer is as popular as it's become and as much footing as it has gotten, still has a long way to go in regards to captivating the mass audience. Mm-hmm. So a very bad beer, if someone goes to a craft brewery and they're doing really bad beer and they are not, they don't have that attention to detail, they're not trying to improve, they're not doing things in quote-unquote craft fashion, Yeah, the 
novice beer drinker, someone that's just getting into this entire realm that we're all in pretty heavily, might have that beer and be like, ugh. Like, yeah. this is what everybody's raving about. I don't get it. I'm going back to my domestic mm-hmm. stuff because that's what I know and that's what I like. And I'm not going to be surprised. Right. So that's, you know, it's still that whole reputation building thing where a bad brand could be more detrimental to the overall growth of craft beer than mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. like platform selling out the ABI. Yeah. And not even just, ugh, but like, just like it's not impressive in any way to the point of like, why am I paying an extra dollar or two? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, you're absolutely right. It's, yeah, not only have is it unknown, bad, it's, it's also more expensive than yeah. what I'm accustomed to spending yeah. as right. when yeah. I go to the bar and get my dollar Miller lights or whatever they right. cost these days. Yeah. And I, I can fairly say like I, there are a handful of platform beers that I really, really like and I thought were inventive or interesting and stuff, but they also just have like a lot of ho-hum passable stuff yeah. that I couldn't care less about. Mm. So it's it's like few and far between. <laughs> you kind of have to separate the uh, the fly shit from the pepper on that one. Yeah. Pick out the, the ones that are good and then everything else just falls away. Yeah, but now, but now that the, it's all shit. <laughs> that said, maybe, you know, you, you I know that I mean, and a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of people I see that pay very close attention to that public opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where it's like, okay, we've got so many people that think our beer is middle of the road. Fuck it. Let's sell out and get the money. Right. And we win. Yeah. Because that people are true. shitting on us anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we, we get a payday out of this? Yeah. Plus, whether people hate it or they love it, now this big brand is going to help us build our distribution footprint and get into markets that we never... Would have, or never would have been possible without mm. their backing. So maybe that was a thought too. I don't know. This is all just podcast speculation, but yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are not. But in... that's what we do as podcasts. Yeah, we, we just speculate <laughs> yeah. because I mean, nobody's really going to answer those questions for real because right. they're you know they detriment their deal. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the lawyers will poo-poo that real quick. Yeah. No, the co-owner of platform isn't going to come out and go. Oh, yeah, it's because you guys all gave us three and a half stars yeah. on everything, so we saw a payday we were and on we the took fence, it. But then we listened to Hop Nation USA and said the tort beer sucks, right. so we signed the check the next day. Or we signed the dotted line. The oh, show day. him that son of a bitch. Yep. That's what put him in his place. <laughs> Fuck you, Sir Cone. Just like double middle fingers on the Instagram. <laughs> Laying in a pool full of money. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck style. <laughs> but I will say, if, if the owner-operators of Platform would like to come on the show, we would be happy to have them and talk. Yeah, but just... You got you just banned them for a year. I mean, by just their beer. Be we ban their beer. We'll oh, drink right. other people's beer, but In we'll talk to them. them. Oh, yeah. oh that, that's an enticing invitation. <laughs> if this happens, can I come by? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Crash in that podcast. <laughs> yeah. it'll t- and it'll definitely be like hostile environment, because I'll be asking questions. I'm not going to ask them, you know, down the middle questions uh, like they're gonna get from Brewbound. <laughs> I get to see you just turning up the heat in the place, putting on <laughs> giant spotlights on them. Do you guys got cameras in here? No, <laughs> they're just spotlights. <laughs> We're asking the questions around here. Well, I got yeah. a question for you. What's that? What'd you guys think of the field study by Trogues? Not too shabby. I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah, I'm down with it. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, as always. Yeah, J- Jason and I already said we had yeah, it before. I, so. Yeah. yeah. So really, you're just looking for my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Not too shabby. Yeah. If somebody handed it to me, yeah, I'd finish it. No problem. Okay. Nice. Would I seek it out? No. So it, it doesn't make the infamous list of seven, eight? Seven, I believe. Yeah. I think you're seven of IPAs that you actually, actually really like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but it is definitely on the, uh, I drink it list. Okay. 
Fair enough. Which, so. in the grand scheme of things, that's praise. Go visit Trogues at Fresh Fest. We'll be back with segment two. <laughs> First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Hop Nation, welcome back. It is time for another beer from a brewery that will be at the Fresh Fest 2019, which, if you're listening on Friday as you should, that'll be tomorrow. Yes, August 10th. So get there. Get there. Do it. So, Steve, it is your turn to provide a beer. Yeah. For one of the breweries that will be at Fresh Fest 2019, what are we drinking? Continuing on our road of the Fresh Fest pregame. I like that. (laughs) Uh, We have a beer from Hitchhiker Brewing out of Mount Lebanon by way of Sharpsburg. Uh, What we have, though, is the next to normal, and it's a sour with blueberries and coffee. Comes in at 5.8% alcohol. It was brewed with oats. It was conditioned on blueberries and Ethiopian Yigachefe coffee. Yigachefe? I'm hoping I get that right, but yeah. <laughs> if you didn't, then neither did I. Neither did I. Right. <laughs> Yigachefe. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. It sounds right. So I purposely picked this one up. I could have got some bane of existence. It was there. It was available. But you didn't. But I didn't. I got this one because I, I found it weird. Yeah. You know, the uh, sour blueberries and coffee. That sounded weird to me. And the last time that we had a fruit and coffee beer, I believe, was the Coffinade. <laughs> I apologize for the uh, the mic noises there. What was the Coffinade? That was an evil twin lemonade and coffee. And guess what they bought themselves with that beer? A six-month ban. <laughs> Uh, that, did not, that doesn't sound very good. We're, it wasn't. Yeah, we are here to tell you that that is a correct assessment. Yeah, <laughs> it was ass. Not that, you know, it's not like dolphins. I can't judge beer by sound, but that does not sound good at all. It was not. So I, I decided. Whoa! Do you guys get that coffee? Just like yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Even, it's, I didn't it's, even lift the glass. It's up. already it's just, filled the room. <laughs> wow. That's the that's the you could catch whatever you could chef a. Does any time you need it, just point to me, Jason. <laughs> I'll be there for you. You chef a line. <laughs> yeah, coffee's all through it, but like if you get closer to it, you can start getting some well, of the the blueberry comes in. Yeah, like very very close right behind it. That's, yeah, that's it's there. Interesting as fuck. Right. The, co- uh, the color on it is interesting as hell, too, though. Like, <laughs> can't not remark about that. Looks like blueberries. Yeah, it looks like blueberries. Yeah. A, a lot of times, like, when you get a blueberry beer, sometimes it just is, like, a VFW beer with a tint of blue. Yeah. 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 This one is just straight up blue. <laughs> Adam, you have had time to assess? Yes, and my assessment is exactly the same as your assessment. It looks really good. Yeah. It smells really good. Yeah. With the line. Yigachefe coffee in it mm-hmm. i'll say on the taste though you it's not coffeinate thank god i know <laughs> <laughs> no six month ban on hitchhiker <laughs> and thank god because yeah, i like god. this stuff yeah <laughs> it's a it's a good mix yeah it I mean, really it's is out balanced i mean you're not getting i i was again with that aroma i figured it was just gonna be dominated by the coffee mm-hmm. but it's not it's really not no there's a good bit of fruitiness to it and we've already mentioned that it's a sour 
It's not too sour for no, me, though. the tartness is light, too. I'm sure that the coffee cuts into that yeah. to some degree. This is a breakfast beer. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's like breakfast in the office. This is you, brunch, too. Where you have yourself a nice <laughs> cup of coffee and a nice blueberry muffin. Yeah. Yeah. This is brunch. Yeah, this is a brunch beer. Get this motherfucker with waffles. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about waffles now. <laughs> we could do a waffle episode. Get some waffles with some boysenberry. You mm-hmm. Leslie Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no problem in life that can't be solved with breakfast food. I'm equal parts Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson. <laughs> I will follow my breakfast meats with a plate of deli meat. <laughs> this is so off subject, but this video was going around today. Did you see the full house theme with Nick Offerman's yes. face dubbed over? Oh, all God, no. <laughs> you can't stop watching it because it's so damn funny, but at the same time, it's like, that's freaky as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like when you see Michelle Tanner when she was a baby with Nick Offerman's face. It's out did, there. did they go mustache on or off? All mustache on. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All mustache Ron all the Swanson time. Okay. Face. It was hilarious. No, I did, but I did see the one that was Family Matters with Ty- oh, with, with Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah, oh, Tyson. I was losing it. That oh, was I haven't awesome. seen that one. I have to yeah. check that yeah, one out. Check that one out. Tyson yeah. posted it himself. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Tyson. <laughs> He's got a good sense of humor. Yes, about he himself. does. Yes, he does. But yeah, well, while we're drinking on this, I'm enjoying this. I am surprised. Really? Multiple times. Well, one, it's a sour. Mm-hmm. That, oh, that, that's, that's true. That's a that's a hard entry point for me. Mm-hmm. Two, that last time fruit and coffee came together, <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> so I'm enjoying this. I think everybody else is too. One of the reasons why we brought Jason back for his biannual, though, his is because biannual. his biannual. <laughs> I feel like I'm at the doctor's office. <laughs> right. Well, we have to do a checkup on you because <laughs> last time you were here, you were still in the process of launching uh, your new podcast, Breaking Brews. No, it had just gone live. It had just gone live? Yeah, well, probably, I, I think it was the, the initial launch week. I did five episodes. I know those okay. were all out there. And then okay. I had done a couple more. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I mean, it was very, very young. So, right. But at this point, yeah. though, you're 27 deep. So. Yeah, actually, well, 28, as 28. we sit here tonight, 28 just went live. 28 just went live? And then 29 and 30 over the next two Wednesdays, and then season one will conclude. Okay. Right on. And um, I'll take a little, I'm going to take a little break. Okay. But... A break from the actual podcast. I mean, when I started, the whole reasoning why what I or the whole steps process and what I did was I tried to get a big bank of episodes done because mm-hmm. it's all evergreen content. It's not anything that's super in the moment, right? I, you know, in the intros and outros, if there's some news or if there's an ad, like I, I ran an ad for the Pink Boots event that they did a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I can always drop those in. But mm-hmm. the bulk of the show is all about evergreen content things that can help other breweries and bars and restaurants and businesses in general. So I'm trying to have a nice bank of episodes to where, like, if I miss a week, I'm okay. I can still just go to yeah, the bank yeah, yeah. and get an episode and put it in. Well, those are now all used. <laughs> so <laughs> got to record some more. I started with 15, and then I just kept recording, and then it all caught up, which I knew it would. But at the same time, I was like, there's other aspects of this that I'm looking to expand. So I started a Facebook group. Also hoping to do some stuff with more, or some more stuff with Instagram TV, and yeah, that was basically the idea behind it was get some good content out there, take a little break. Probably that I mean it'll be August twenty first when season one concludes officially, and then I'll probably come back in November ish and okay. launch season two. Mm-hmm. Cool. And like you said, your Facebook group is always going to be open, so you you'll be able to yeah. come in and out and like. And that's where I'm, I want to get a weekly live video series going to where we can have some interaction. Mm-hmm. Talk, you know, talk about a past episode, talk about something in the beer industry. You know, like we talked in segment one about platform. 
ideally once this thing gets going we could have conversations about things like that you mm -hmm. know it's ultimately just having a constant resource out there but at the same time not just doing a week an episode every week of right. the actual podcast yeah, but you don't have to do an hour every week. what i'm discovering with this show as it continues to gain momentum is i'm getting more and more listeners each week i want to give everybody some time to catch up mm -hmm. go back listen to the first 30 i'm going to run some ads and do some promotion for those 30 over the three months that i'm off and then we'll come back with season two and have hopefully an even steadier base of listeners right on so breakingbrews.com slash podcast. <laughs> subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, and on Spotify. And when you're on there, make sure you give it a five-star review. That's No, I'm not doing that. You're not doing that? Okay. <laughs> he doesn't get six stars. He doesn't take our gimmick on our show. <laughs> what the, the fuck? Because I'm doing seven stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons why we brought you on is because we don't really talk marketing that much because, well, we don't do marketing. <laughs> I do I do tangential marketing stuff. I do it for other companies. I don't do it for breweries. Right. You in your daily daily life, mm -hmm. you do that. Yeah. You work with breweries, you market breweries in Pittsburgh, but also you're like we we're talking your podcast is focused on marketing. It's focused on the business aspects yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Now there's I mean, when I when I went into this, I knew that I I, I didn't want to do another show like you guys are doing because mm -hmm. I felt like you know between you guys and Nick and the crew over at Weekly Recap and Doug with Should I Drink That, like there you guys have the beer review side of it down. So I didn't really feel it was necessary for me to do that too. Right. And where I I felt there was a, a hole to be filled was in the business side. You know, what can I do to create? Uh, a resource for beer industry professionals and enthusiasts too who just want to learn more about the mm -hmm. business aspects and that was the whole driving force behind okay we're going to look at sales we're going to look at marketing we're going to look at rebranding we're going to look at culture all these aspects of the beer world that we don't always talk about we're going to put that center stage and create content that way right on so what were the top things that you've learned so far I mean, you can go all the way through season one if you want to, or, you know, up to the point that people can listen. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to give it all away. Right. Yeah. People go listen to the show. But <laughs> right. Um, well, I would say if you listen to the episodes that are existing now, one of the big themes other than us ranting about dirty glassware in Instagram pictures, because that's, <laughs> that's a big epidemic. Um, if you're marketing a product or a service in these days, it's just not enough anymore. Um, you have to provide an experience for your consumers. And we had several conversations, some on purpose go that way. Other ones, we just started on one topic and it just led to the fact that if you're not providing a good experience for your consumers when they visit you, they're going to go to the place that will. Mm -hmm. So you can't just market that you have good beer. It's a big part of it, no doubt about it, or that you have food, also a big part of it but you have to be giving them an experience that makes them want to come back to you time and time again. And many different professionals that I talked to on the show felt the exact same way. So that was probably number one, because a few of the episodes just went in that direction. It was hard to come back. Because mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, this is where we're going and it's very important. You just so. got to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I learned, the digital experience that you're creating for or through Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, it translates over and bleeds over to what you actually have in your tap room, in your tasting room, in your bar, in your restaurant. People are getting that initial feel of who you are based on the personality that you put out there digitally. So if you're, you have a very rigid, ugly, 
non-approachable digital presence, <laughs> it could hurt your ability to draw people into your into your tap room. Or yeah. that's ultimately the, the end game is to get people to come spend money with you. Or right. to go one step further, not have a digital presence at all. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah, that can hurt you too. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's something we preach to everybody. I mean, some people will set up a page and never touch it, which obviously gets you nothing. Right. Yeah. Uh, that can be even worse. I mean, and that's that's the thing. There's we, like every fifth episode was dedicated to a different aspect of marketing, mm-hmm. just strictly. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there was some crossover because everybody's you know there's some tried and true methods that people use every day to market their business. So of course, those commonalities are going to come to light. But at the same time, everybody's approaching things a little bit differently, and a, you know a little bit you know more hardcore than others right is one way to say it so uh, another point and we talked about this a few minutes ago the consistency side of it whatever your approach has or whatever approach you put out there it has to be done consistently if you decide to post on your pages every day you got to do it consistently mm-hmm. if your approach is to do something every other day great just do that consistently don't post today and then don't touch it for two weeks and then come back a month later and right. and, and do something again i think uh a show that's not live as this episode that we're doing here goes live is I, I talked with a Facebook marketer and we talked about Facebook live mm-hmm. and that's something where people will do one live video and no one tunes in and oh this sucks why would I'm never <laughs> right. going to get anything and then me. they never do one again no and that's where like, that's absolutely where you have to be consistent mm-hmm. because you have to do something that A tells people you're going to be doing it and then you have to it's almost like a TV show yeah mm-hmm. you're going live at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night you got to do that every week. Right. And eventually people will start learning about yeah. it. People will right. start tuning and, and you, in. And you got to build up to that over time. Like you think about a, a major network when they launch a new show, they build up to that big mm-hmm. season premiere or yeah. series premiere. Yeah. That's what it takes. Like you can't just do it once and think the whole world's going to tune in. And when they don't, you say, oh, God, this is not for me. That's just yeah. a, a short-sighted way of looking at it. And similar to that, but it's not Facebook Live, but uh, the guys at Breweries and PA... They started their Monday PA beer chat. Yeah, I enjoy you know, that. They do their five questions mm-hmm. through, the, through the hour of nine o'clock, but like they started by advertising it and then they, they just consistently do it. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it once and go, oh, we didn't get the engagement. Right. I think that was a great idea. I remember we I was talking with Matt out at the beer festival at Seven Springs and he told me that they were planning that. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, a, that's a really good idea because they've been trying to figure out more ways to harness Twitter. And, and, and that's where I, I, that was one thing I said, I go, the, com- the power of Twitter is in the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can share links and you can promote, but you get more from the conversations that yeah. you have with other professionals. And you can really establish your authority if you jump into a good conversation and provide something. You know, right. Don't mm-hmm. jump in there trying to sell. Right. Jump in there trying to show that you have something to say and you, you have some knowledge on the topic too. Mm-hmm. It's like at a party. Yeah, wander into a conversation. If you can contribute to that conversation, then you're going to be welcomed into the circle. If you're just coming in trying to sell your network marketing opportunity, like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. That's, we, get, we, get, we don't want you here. Pyramid schemes leave. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to buy any Amway. Um, wow, Amway. <laughs> I went old school, huh? What? There's another old. Is that an app? <laughs> We've got some Joe Zuzu Amway products flying tonight. Um, well, this one is something that I think, I mean, I can only speak to Pittsburgh because I hear it a lot in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, for example, like if I'm doing a Spoonwood sampling up at Hell's Bottle Shop, 
I don't think any sampling's ever gone by where someone doesn't ask, when are you guys going to open the North Hills? I don't want to drive to the South Hills. <laughs> I don't want to go through a tunnel and go over a bridge. You know, those things aren't scary. Right. I mean, other than when, other than when the Liberty Bridge caught fire. <laughs> Except for that one time. That's, but <laughs> That's a sound piece of construction, right. ladies and yeah. gentlemen. But I learned from talking to a lot of people that are in more remote areas that people will travel a great distance if you give them a reason to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, again, it comes down to how you market, what kind of voice you put out there, and then the experience that you give somebody. You know, if I know I'm going to get a good experience 45 minutes away versus one I'm going to get in my own neighborhood, I'm going to go to the one 45 minutes away. I mean, I, where I live, there is a bottle shop that will go unnamed that I will not do business with because their pricing is so ridiculously gougeful, if I, hmm. if I may coin a phrase trying to think which one of the two it is <laughs> or three really from my standards we you can you can guess off here i don't because yeah. i mean there's yeah, probably no, other people that think that everything is completely in i will say one time i went in there and put a 12 pack of perpetual ipa on the counter and he said 28.99 Fuck and i looked ar- i looked around he goes what are you doing i was like i didn't know i was at the fucking airport <laughs> he goes what do you mean i go that's the most ridiculous price i've ever heard like i'm gonna go down it's to insane. giant eagle and yeah. pay half that yeah I mean, I'm you know, eighteen bucks. Okay, it's still a little high, but I'd be willing. You're at twenty eight ninety nine, and we didn't have a sticker on it at, on the in the around right. The shelf. Yeah, no, so why of would course, it? <laughs> yeah, why would it at that price? So yeah, I will gladly drive a few extra miles to pay a price that is, you know, cheaper. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I mean, I, again, I'll pony up for a good beer, but you know, I just want some good IPA in the fridge. Yeah. 12 or you know a 12 pack for at the typical 12 pack price that's what yeah. i want to pay right. <laughs> yeah that was that was nuts but anyway travel people will travel that distance if you give them a reason to right so you have to look you have to think about that when you're developing your voice and then when you're providing your experience make sure that the people that you have in place are giving them an experience they want to have time and time again and like i said i could keep going but we'll wrap up with this um content that you share on social media platforms is written in ink um i I know a common twitter friend that we have is worst beer blog yeah Mm -hmm. and he does a hilarious job (laughs) he does of sharing some of the shit that is on the internet but you have to be so (laughs) cognizant of what you put out there because even if you have like this pang of conscience five minutes later, someone's already screenshotted mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. And it's going to start circulating and you yeah. can't get away from it. Like what was the one a few months ago with the the guy just chose the hill to die on of the the beer cans with the, the crips and the blood? Oh, oh yeah. And okay. it wasn't even his brewery. I learned later and I'm like, oh, my God, this isn't even his brewery. Right. He's fighting defending for this for no reason. Oh, I, wow. just, I didn't follow it that far. I just remember seeing it and going, ha, ha, enjoy your time. Yeah, right? <laughs> And, and that's and those are the things. I mean, again, these are that might have been a short-sighted decision to even do that for that brewery. I cannot remember the brewery's name now. They, they took a step back. Yeah, they realized their errors. They they did everything they could to rectify it. But this guy just kept fighting the snowflake battle. Yeah. Again, I mean, not that you know. I as you watch these things unfold, you may agree or disagree with what you're seeing, but from the business end of it, you're putting yourself in a horrible, yeah. horrible PR yeah. position. Absolutely. If you set, if you put stuff like that out there, so think, think real hard. If you've got <laughs> something that's borderline, if you, if you want, you know, like just keep it to yourself. Yeah. If you want to defend yourself as a person, 
That's fine. But don't use your brewery or your business as don't your de- platform. Yeah, don't, defend, don't defend your business the same way you would just defend yourself right. in your bad ideas. Because that's not yeah. necessarily just you being affected. Right. There exactly. are employees. That's what it is. You know, there are neighborhoods that could be at, not at risk, but yeah. at risk. <laughs> For, so, Jason, your podcast is a good example of things to do and things of what to do. Mm-hmm. Wars Beer Blog is a good example of what not to do. <laughs> or, or what can happen after yeah. the fact. Yes. Yeah. Like this, you, you've earned this, buddy. Yeah. You're going to hear yeah. it. Yeah. The, the, there's uh, What was the one that he shared that I was like, holy fuck, I can't believe that happened. But it was somebody who they had a contract brewer mm-hmm. and they had they did a QA test of a batch of beer that the contract brewer built, uh, brewed and it wasn't good enough. And so they said, don't sell it. But the contract brewer held on to the batch and sold it later. Oh, as, as, as the that, same yeah. beer and brewery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and shit. thought they could just get away with it. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't see that one, but wow. <laughs> yeah, that was like super bad business practice. Yeah. <laughs> the original brewery even posted a side-by-side of the bottles that this guy was selling and what their original stuff was. And it's like completely two different beers. Oh, yeah. Like theirs is a clear, you know, straw hazy. And like this was a murky copper garbage. <laughs> 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 it was bad. Yeesh. So I I wanted to throw this out there. One of my favorite episodes of the, your podcast. Mm-hmm. And Breaking I, Bruce podcast. Breaking Bruce podcast. BreakingBruce.com slash podcast. There you go. He knows how to plug. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite episodes, though, is uh, episode 26 that just you know recently came out. Mm-hmm. And you had Aaron Williams from Monday Night Brewing. Yeah. And you were talking about paid Facebook ads. Uh-huh. That is one of the most actionable amounts of information. Yeah. That I've heard. Just because, like, a lot of times when I... I do a lot of videos for a marketing company, and they have... A lot of the videos I edit are presentations of uh, their Pecha Kucha style presentations. That's which, the coffee in this beer, right? No, no, that's the Gachefe. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how I <laughs> throw them off, but he remembered. <laughs> uh, Pe- uh, Pecha is, uh, like, 20 slides, 20 seconds, mm-hmm. and then you present your information. Okay. So a lot of these videos I've been watching, and I've just, like, been picking up on marketing and SEO and things like that. Uh, but a lot of the times it's very vague. What Aaron was talking about on your show was like very straightforward yep. actionable content of like here's how you build an ad for facebook here are your kind of impression goals like if you're spending more than a dollar for an impression like don't do that that's bad <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody out there who's has a brewery or even just a small business like listen to that episode Thank you, and I appreciate that. And that was really the idea with not just Aaron's episode, but everybody that I talked to to bring on. I, I it was really you know doing some legwork at the beginning to see what they were passionate about, what they focused on in, in mm-hmm. their business, and then could we take that and and put it into something that would be digestible for a listener to say, okay, I can learn from this and then apply it myself. Yeah. And when I put the original message out on Facebook and the, it was a craft beer professionals, Facebook page or Facebook group that I'm a part of. And I said, I want to do an episode where we're talking about Facebook paid marketing. And I got a couple of responses and one of them was from actually Kaylee Losey who was on session 25. She responded mm-hmm. earlier than anybody else and said, I haven't really done a lot of 
paid ads, but I've gotten some great traction just from organic. And then I started thinking, well, if we can do both, it's a nice one-two punch because you have to have both. Right. You can't just do paid advertising. I mean, depending on your budget. If you have a ton of money to throw at it, then you could, to some degree, get away with not doing any organic posting. But most small businesses aren't in that arena. They, They need to do some organic content combined with whatever budget they want to apply. Um, so when I, after she responded with that and then Aaron responded and actually, uh, what will be session 29 next week is another gentleman who would respond. And so we've got three episodes within about a five episode launch, all ta- talking about all aspects of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And that was really the idea it was like within these three episodes, you've got a nice resource to learn both sides, get some opinions for, and, and tips and strategies from people that are using these strategies every day. Yeah and walk away with something you can actually put to work for you. But that was the idea. If you make it too jargon-filled and it's too hard to understand it, you can't walk away from this saying, okay, I can go sit down at the computer and do it myself. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like, that's what I'll say about it. Like Kaylee's episode was if you have no money, <laughs> like yeah. they, it's, it's shoestring, no budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which she, makes sense for all sorts of startup breweries because all the money's going into the beer well and there's another side of that too that where when you're pretty fresh to the game it when you're it, a lot of people that start a brewery they, they haven't come from a background of running social media mm-hmm. campaigns so to get your feet wet you don't want to just start throwing thousands of dollars at facebook because right. chances are your return is going to be minimal mm-hmm. to none so which take is, the time to learn <laughs> which is why i also liked episode 26 and it may be just a bias of mine but aaron was promoting that you should find somebody who does yes. a lot of work with video and video editing <laughs> and graphic design, me, <laughs> and hire them to do that business for you, though, mm-hmm. because I would say most people who do graphic design and video nowadays, like myself, we also have to know how to do SEO copy. Mm-hmm. We have to know how to do all of that mm-hmm. stuff because a lot of our clients don't know how to implement things onto Facebook or you know, we have to hold their hand all the way through. And yeah. that, that might be a tougher sell at the forefront because that seems like something that you don't you, expect to spend yeah. money on, to yeah. have the, the professional come in. Mm-hmm. But that's something that down the road, it'll pay dividends. It, it's an investment. I'll tell it, you, it, it's a tougher sell, but you know what? Every brewery should be doing it yes. from the get-go. Well, and you can go all the way back to session one, the debut episode of the podcast, and Zach Morrow from Noblestein, one of the points that he made was to be self-aware of what, you're good at and w- where you're weak mm-hmm. and it's not a, nothing to be ashamed of just know where your strengths lie and where you need to get some additional help right. so if you're not strong in the marketing realm it does not hurt to bring in somebody that knows that aspect because it's a very important part of your business mm-hmm. if you're not if you, you feel you don't have time to go out and sell your product look for somebody that can come in and sell your beer and hint, find hint. a street team yeah so jason is pointing to himself for <laughs> i feel like i need to throw my hat in the ring for something if you need somebody to sit on the couch <laughs> if you need somebody to engineer you something lazily <laughs> no, a- a- adam is a great hand model he will hold a beer and you can take a picture for your instagram feed. best in the business <laughs> Maybe that's how you should market yourself. It's just like a, a, a plant, a model, <laughs> to just like show up at breweries and hold their beers. <laughs> I can do that. You can. I mean, you can rock a fr- flannel pretty well. So if like there the brewer, if the brewers mm. aren't available, <laughs> I could go in there, start a whisper campaign. Yeah. Like, oh, have you had this one? You need to go. You need to try <laughs> it. 
You're yeah. a new, like an old school influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the beard. I've got the flannel. You, you, the... you put me in the brewery. Tell me what beer you want to sell. I'll get that taken care of for you. That's the Arrested Development where Portia de Rossi gets hired by a vodka company <laughs> to go to bars and drink vodka and say how good the vodka is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my fee starts at 50 bucks a night. There you go. <laughs> Plus the beer. You're the reverse of a Bud Light girl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think that's a lot of good information that you're giving out there, Jason. Thank you. You can find that and more on breakingbrews.com. <laughs> yes. So there will be more coming. I don't want to get too into detail because I'm still mm-hmm. working on how I'm doing. But in this downtime when season one ends, I'm going to be doing a video podcast. And again, I feel like I, I started looking at like my own background as far back as I can remember in regards to working. I've always been involved in jobs that involve customer service, building customer experience. I, don't, I never looked at it like a customer experience until very, I don't say very recently, over the last few years, I've really looked at how that aspect impacts business. So I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to be launching a video podcast series that covers that aspect of business. And I'm going to tell a lot of my customer service stories which is going to be fun because <laughs> i've got some that i experienced actually working in businesses and then i have some that happened to me <laughs> so jasoncircone.com has I, i've been revising that page and that's going to where that'll be where the the video podcast lives but i'll also run it through instagram tv and facebook and all that good stuff too right on, right so on. that'll be coming up in the downtime of the breaking bruce podcast so i'm not going away but. This isn't goodbye. It's just <laughs> see you later. See you on another platform. See you in a couple yeah. of weeks. <laughs> see you on this platform. And then join me back on this one. <laughs> yeah, basically, you're going to get your fill of me whether you like it or not. So. Cool, cool. And speaking of getting your fill, yeah. this I'll, next to normal. Now, that's that's his specialty, the segue. Yes. He's yes. got that down cold. Yes. Smooth as silk, twice as fine. <laughs> Do you need somebody to segue for you for any reason? <laughs> Yeah, if you're looking to get people out of your bar, it's like, okay, guys, speaking of last call, fuck out. You got this guy to do it. You're done. <laughs> the next to normal sour with blueberries and coffee by Hitchhiker Brewing Company. Yes. Hot damn. That's a pretty good beer. This is the best coffee fruit beer I think we've ever had on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if there's another coffee fruit beer that we might have had that we're not remembering. Well, that says it all right there. Right, if we don't remember the, it. We only remember the really bad one, <laughs> and then now we have a really good one. Right. This so, is hands down the best coffee fruit beer I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the it's, only it's, one I've ever had. I mean, they're rare. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're rare. But, uh, yeah. That was the joke. Yeah. 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 I like to explain things for our audience. And it's all, I mean, I always giggle to myself because I hate coffee on its own, mm-hmm. but in beer, I oh, love yeah. it. I don't understand that parallel hmm. or that dynamic, but... It is what it is, and I like this beer. Fair enough. Yeah. There's my review. Yeah. It's good beer. I say three there, good simple. beers all around. Easy. Yeah. We, we don't need to dissect it anymore. Yeah. It's a good beer. Know. It's a good beer. Somebody get me more. You want to hear a quick review of the RGB I had before the show? Oh, sure. It's also a good beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's, hey, that's uh, enough for gravity. now. <laughs> all right. Segment three coming up. All right, we are back. 
and you hear the chuckling in the background, that's because those two have been talking wrestling. 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 <laughs> Between segments. If you were here live, it was actually about a half hour conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, since this is a podcast and it is edited, it's only been about 45 seconds. Yeah, so. All you beer podcast people, we <laughs> spared you the half hour extra of wrestling talk. <laughs> Don't worry, I endured for you. <laughs> the fine minutia of wrestling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and whatever back elbows are nowadays. <laughs> Before we get into that, before we get into wrestle talk, it is time for beer talk. Yes. We have ourselves another fine offering that will uh, be representative of a brewery at Fresh Fest 2019. Okay. August 10th. August 10th. Be there. Be there. Full pint. Full pint. It's coming at us. White Lightning Pomegranate. Yes. It's their classic White Lightning, now brewed with pomegranate. Right. It's not a full collaboration, but it's a collaboration between White Lightning and Pomegranate. Is that a collaboration? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, for those that don't know, the White Lightning is a Belgian-style white ale. Mm -hmm. I'll give you some quick numbers here. 18 IBUs, 6% ABV. And for those that wanted to know, the OG is 13.5. Okay. There you go. I'll say, uh, you know, that's Play-Doh. Yes. Yes, uh, I would I'll assume say, so as well. <laughs> I'll say if you go back in the archives, I do believe we did a review for the original White Lightning. That was in one of the very early episodes. I'm going to say within the first 15, so <laughs> not the best episodes, but it's Hard there. to keep track <laughs> where all these beers were drank now yeah. that you guys are getting up there, huh? <laughs> you think about yeah. it, we've had over 300 beers right. on the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we were smart, we'd have had our own untapped huh? for the show. Nah. <laughs> I've actually no, because I've moved away from the idea of rating beers on Untapped, so I just don't use it anymore. Really, good man. You know why? Because huh. Untapped sucks. Oh, huh. <laughs> it's it's good for cataloging. That's the main reason I use it. What for? What? What? What do you get from that? Do you really? Are you just laying there some night scrolling through, going, oh, "I remember when I had this beer." Like, is it autobiographical? No, I had this. No. I had this beer while I was making out with my girlfriend. I had this beer. That would while be quite was... the feat. I'll be perfectly honest. I'd have to use a straw. <laughs> well, you know, like, hold on, I need a sip. And then you, you know, oh I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying this is a practice that anyone should try at home. I'm just spitballing examples. But the whole cataloging thing—it's just. I'll say, I, I can say from personal experience, it has actually saved me from rebuying a bad beer. Okay, but what if they changed that beer and made it better? I don't now care. it's good. I don't care. There's too much beer. Well, then why do you need to catalog it for? If you know it was bad, you know you'll never go back. But no, I didn't know it was bad till I looked at my untapped. And really? then my untapped told me it was... Because like, it, typically, like it, it's like when you lose a bad hand of poker, like a really bad beat. Mm -hmm. You're never, you're never going to forget that bad beat. If you have a really bad beer that you would say, I would honestly never oh. want to drink this again, you're probably going to oh. never forget that. No, there's definitely some that I never forget, like mm -hmm. the Coffinade we've talked about. <laughs> True. The Red Hot Iron, oh, never yeah. again. Oh, that was... That one was weird. Pretty much most of the Blockhouse, never again. Yeah. 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 Is Blockhouse but, even still a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Is still it? out there. Oh, there's big pumpkin Blockhouse displays yeah. huh. right now. Yeah. Maybe it's something where it just sort of gets fuzzed out. Yeah, it gets fuzzed out because you just don't, don't like it care. that much. Right. But I've had beers where, like, you know, in my own subjective rating, I rated like a two. And you know what? I just didn't want to put that into my six pack that I, at the mix and match. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, not this one. Get something new. Mm -hmm. Get something you've never had. And there's enough beer to do that with anymore. Yeah. I don't have to give people second tries. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of people would disagree with that philosophy and think I'm an asshole for it, but that's how I do it. Well, they... 
anyway. Uh, I think we're gonna. I, mean, I, I feel like I, I keep having these arguments with people about Untapped. Yeah. It ends up just being agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, right. Just because Untapped isn't that important overall. No. That yeah. is true, and that's, <laughs> that is not something that I use as a you know a barometer of other people's ratings. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh yeah. it's only a three point five. I'm not going to touch this right. beer. That's no. Yeah, I've never sadly done that. some people do. And yeah, that's some where I just do. that's where I shake my head because you you could be costing yourself an experience with a beer that could be your favorite. But yeah, no, I completely saying, agree with that. Really, the, that, that's the farthest extreme. Yeah, but I've never done because that. someone else doesn't like it. Doesn't mean that you won't yeah, form you your won't, own opinion. You know? Exactly. I, I only go off with. What past Steve said. Yes. <laughs> if past Steve said bad, okay. <laughs> if anybody else says bad, uh, I don't give a shit. I want to try it. I want to know how bad. Or how good. So speaking of trying, yes. why don't we try this white lightning pomegranate? Segway, Segway King. Segway yeah. I like that. The Segway's <laughs> Segway guy. So I can actually drink this damn beer, because I'm kind of looking forward to it. Well, yeah, I think we're all well, looking forward to it. Before you crack that, I have another comment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we all do like it. I mean, we all like the White Lightning, so that's why we got the White Lightning pomegranate. Uh, yeah, it's such an easy yeah. to drink beer. Yeah, you know that that color was not what I was figuring it was. going That's be not what I was red. thinking either. Yeah, but this is what we were talking about last segment: how a lot of blueberry beers don't come out with a blueberry color per se. Mm-hmm. This pomegranate beer isn't coming out with a pomegranate color. It you were expecting something red tinged. Yeah, but this is looks kind of just like a, a hazy straw, almost like a Belgian white ale. Yeah, maybe. Shut up. <laughs> it's a little fruity tart on the a nose. A little bit, but it's just a hint. It, it is yeah. not overpowering by any stretch of the imagination. But it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a subtle pomegranate. Yeah. On the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty subtle. Like, it's not uh, it's not overpowering, but it's not, like, overpoweringly tart either because right. of that. It, it's one of those things where we've had the white lightning, and we know how good the white lightning is. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really say this is like worse than that or right. better than that. It's just right down the same line, yeah. but with a little pomegranate flavor. And I think this is where we, you know, we were talking earlier about your, you know personal preference. And this, I was saying, Belgian beers are typically not the ones that I mm-hmm. gravitate towards. I don't not I, I don't hate them, but I just right. don't typically drink them. So mm-hmm. honestly, this is the first time I've had a White Lightning in a long time of any yeah. kind, regular or pomegranate based or pomegranate laced. Ooh, <laughs> look at that accidental r- rhyme poetry there. <laughs> Pomegranate. Podcast magic. <laughs> I've got no beef with it. Yeah. It's a good white lightning. Yeah. It's just got a little bit of a hint in it. Yeah, it's just a little bit of hint there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like to think that's what they were going for instead of being overpowered by pomegranate because I don't know many people that yearn for pomegranate. If you drink palm juice, you love it. <laughs> I've never had palm juice. I'll t- I've been out there. This body armor stuff i'm hooked on this crap they yeah. have a blueberry pomegranate one it's phenomenal mm. so there's a plug for body armor <laughs> drink so we had to tag in the show notes or something <laughs> or on twitter hey give us money and give us body armor because jason said something no, nice about it, you well, no fuck you guys they better send that shit to me i've been cleaning out shop and save shelves since i discovered this stuff we'll cut the case in half <laughs> all right fine. you want to you provided it the plan. split it <laughs> But yeah, there, I don't know. There's not too much to say about the White Lightning. I guess maybe it's because we already had it before. We had it so much in the area. This one is good. Mm-hmm. It's the White Lightning with a bit of a pop to it. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. That's all we got. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we kind of biffed it on this one. <laughs> this, it's not a revolutionary beer. No, it's not revolutionary. But I don't believe it's supposed I, yeah, to don't be. doubt yeah. they were trying to split the atom with mm-hmm. it. No. Yeah. yeah. If you want to find something that they were splitting the atom on, go check out the Luxuria. Ooh, I love that beer. 
I don't know that I've had that one. You've absolutely had it. That's the coffee that. IPA. I have had that one. Yeah. That's the one with the devil on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you had that one? I don't think I did. Check it out. They, yeah? they, they can it now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Right on. The other one from Full Point. But you, the one you had that you really liked was that Brutal. That was the special edition yes. one. Yes. That had like cinnamon and all kinds of other shit in it. Nice. Yeah, rye, was that like a take on a, the Rye Rebellion, or was it something new? No, no, it was the, it was still the Luxuria. Oh, but I they got, add, oh, okay. but they My added bad. more to it and okay. served it out of a little barrel. That's so. the one I've always I always look for from those guys. The Rye Rebellion, Rebellion. hell yeah, yeah, I love that beer. Yeah, I think Sam would say the Chinooky. So there you go. There's your, he would. Yeah. There's your full breadth of full point <laughs> drinking that we love. Full point has something for you, <laughs> something for everybody. <laughs> they also have something at Fresh Fest for you. Ha ha. <laughs> Smooth, yes, smooth. I like it. These are the little devilish haha in there too. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, though, uh, the other reason why we bring Jason back for his biannual. <laughs> Every time there's a big wrestling pay per view, oh yeah, Jason's got to be free. <laughs> <laughs> if it's WrestleMania or SummerSlam, hey Jason, do you want to come talk wrestling? We'll be because back in November for Survivor Series, <laughs> we we know that you want to secretly have a wrestling podcast, but we can't. Yeah, just, we're too busy. So too we'll, busy to do a wrestling podcast. Plus, there's as we said. Yeah, how, there's how so many, many more wrestling podcasts out there than beer podcasts. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Well, unlike beer podcasts, I mean, some people in the industry, like some of the brewers are in it. Yeah. But like wrestling podcasts, you have regular jamokes like ourselves, and then you have the actual stars and former stars yeah. doing podcasts. How the yeah. hell do you find the time for all that shit on it, top of five hours of wrestling a week? And that's you, stiff you, competition, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're up again. Like I said, I, I listen to Jericho's podcast, Jim Cornette's. It's like, how the hell could I compete with these guys who actually have lived the industry right. for all these years and they're legends in the industry and they their podcasts are great to listen to? Well, I can't compete with that shit. No. I'm just going to be giving opinions and then who gives a shit about that? Right? <laughs> it's like reviewing beers. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Either you like it or you don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for us, we can dedicate we one segment. It, right? Yeah, we can, de- we can dedicate one segment and we can tailor it to be a little bit fun. And so this time... I've put the task to the uh, rest of you guys that I wanted you to come up with some drinking game rules for the SummerSlam weekend moving into Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown. The three days of beer. We're kind of leaving out NXT Saturday. As much fun as that's going to be. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Right. I (laughs) I got my buddy. This is by accident. My buddy was up at Strange Roots Mm -hmm. and he told me he was there and I was like, ask if they have any Hive Alive. So he asked, not, and it wasn't something that they had out, and it it was Bert, who I had had on my podcast back, uh, I think it was session six, I had him and Dennis on the show. On BreakingBruce.com. Yeah, on (laughs) BreakingBruce.com slash podcast session six. What to know before rebranding your business. It's a good, good listen. Give it a six-star review. Anyway, um, (laughs) he asked Bert if, or he he didn't know it was Bert, he just asked if they had it, and Bert gave him a weird look. He goes, How'd you know about that? <laughs> and he said, oh, Jason Sircone told me. It's like, oh, no, no shit. So he gave him two bottles. Yeah. So he's my buddy's like, I, I, I'm waiting for you to drink this. And you were the one that hooked me up. I was like, well, I've actually got a third bottle in my fridge still. So we're going to, these are like 18% beers. Yeah. So we're going to crack those open and watch TakeOver on Saturday. Oh, good luck. And you'll wake up for SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> Just in time to play Can't our wait. brand new drinking game. <laughs> Do we have a name for the game? Uh, Getting SummerSlammed. 
It nice. Is, Damn it, that is good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I just literally I, came up top of my head. Can't improve on. Yeah. It. Well, that's if he's got segues down, you've got puns down to a T. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've learned puns from him. So. <laughs> and then if I I'll proofread your shit, then we've got everything. Great. We've got all the Great. bases covered. <laughs> and I'll do the video editing. <laughs> I'll do the whisper whisper campaign. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to just go around the horn a couple times. Okay. So. Adam, would you like to start? So, for me, the first one I'm going to have is anytime during the Trish Stratus match, mm-hmm. they use the phrase Hall of Famer. Uh huh. You have to take a drink. <laughs> Got a drink. Yep. Yep. Well played. <laughs> so, I'm going to dedicate my first one to Section 234, where I sat for Raw this past Monday night. I, I, I've been watching wrestling since I was six. So, that's a long time. And I can't ever remember acting like these assholes. <laughs> like me and my friends used to go to live events all the time. And mean, these schmucks thought that, I mean, they were legit acting like this stuff was real. <laughs> Marks. I mean, it was, Marks. it was, I think that's why I texted you. Yeah. On section two thirty, Mark. Yeah. Because it was, I've never been a part of that. And I was like, okay, I see why you spend a little bit more for seats because I'm thinking down below is a little more <laughs> realistic. They're like, okay, we're like we're suspending disbelief for a few hours here, but at the same time, I don't think Dean Ambrose is going to come save Seth Rollins from a Brock Lesnar ass beating. I think he actually really left the company and then slammed their creative for a while. There's, a, I mean, yeah, if you're up in those nosebleeds, there's a good chance that you're with people who claim it just kind of clambered out from under the rocks that they live under. Yeah, no, it, that's that is no joke. Yeah. Like that was, I'm leaving. The last time I was out of my mom's basement was when SmackDown was here in January. <laughs> but every time you make a comment where you're actually thinking wrestling is real, you drink. Anytime, well, mm-hmm. anytime you hear somebody, if you're like at a watch party, if you hear somebody make that comment, you got to drink and then call them out on it and make them yes. drink too. I'm That's a twofer. <laughs> That's a double. Yeah. I'm drink in. for your own sadness <laughs> and yeah. make them drink. <laughs> awesome. Well, I've got one and I'm calling it the WWE security rule. Okay. Every time you see an AEW shirt or sign, you have to drink because you can't confiscate it. <laughs> you can't confiscate it? You're not there to confiscate the shirt oh, or, the, oh, or, or the sign, so you just have to drink. I was going to say, I assume they would, they would be all over getting those. Oh, yeah, they are. But that's the thing. If, you know, if you're part of security and you see it and you missed it, then you got to drink at home. <laughs> <laughs> so is that something where just the person that points it out or does everybody have to drink? You can maybe make everybody else drink instead of you. I like that. Yeah. If you find it, you don't have to drink. Everybody else does. Right. It's like Punch Bug. <laughs> Mark. Except for it's AEW Bug. <laughs> My next rule is, and, I, and I've got a bit of a theme here, is anytime that there is a Hall of Famer that makes a surprise appearance throughout the entire pay-per-view, mm-hmm. you have to take a drink. In the next two days. In the next two yeah, days, because yeah. there's going to be somebody. Right. And it's somebody that isn't on the regular roster that isn't in, you know, week right. in, week out. Somebody makes a, you know, a pop. Right. It's got to be a Hall of Famer and they just, you know, pop in and get a pop. Right. And then probably get choked out by the Fiend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's a new right. thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a new thing. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, the Fiend is Bray Wyatt's new alter ego. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool. Is it? It's, it's one of the yeah, better exactly. things they've been doing. Yeah, they've been doing everything right with him. Yeah. Good. But he's been using the mandible claw lately. Ah, very nice. And he nice. took down Mick Foley and... Kurt Angle this past Monday in Pittsburgh. That's how you get heat. (laughs) Kill the hometown hero in front of everybody. So my next one 
involves the fact that you know if you're watching takeover you're watching SummerSlam, you need the wwe network actually i think you can buy those still on pay-per-view i'm not I'm somewhere not, i think so but i mean you'd be silly not to get the free trial like if even yeah. if you don't have the network now sign up and get the shit for free there yeah, it's free you just plug the <laughs> wwe network there for for no reason but there's lots of good con- there's lots of content <laughs> there's lo- i think it's more than that now i think it's like 10 bucks or yeah, more than 10 I, bucks yeah. I, whatever there's lots of content from the past that that's one of the big reasons why i like having w wwe network big on the stuff that i grew up on even the stuff that was before my time i love going back and watching that old stuff mm-hmm. but if you have the wwe network you can go back and watch old pay-per-views where jerry lawler and vince mcmahon were the color commentator and the play-by-play guy respectively and every time jerry lawler says look at this <laughs> you drink <laughs> and then subsequently miss the, the last two hours of any pay-per-view <laughs> That man butchered that saying so badly. <laughs> Look at this! Look at this. Like, oh, it's and it, it got better when he got Jr., but not too much better. Yeah. But when he was with Vince, which is awful, man, just a crutch. <laughs> and, I, oh, and, a crutch. I, and I threw in a, a bonus every time Vince McMahon says, "You never know what will happen in the World Wrestling Federation." You drink twice. So you'll be fucked up yeah. on any pay-per-view. <laughs> Go watch Canadian Stampede, which is a great pay-per-view. I think 1997-ish. And if you can get through it with those two, God bless you. You're a better man than I. <laughs> so with the past two rules that were just instated, if Jerry Lawler shows up at SummerSlam to call a match, Ooh. i.e. Oh, the Trish Stratus-Charlotte mm-hmm. match, yeah. there's a good chance Jerry Lawler might say, look at this, and Hall of Famer, and, and puppies. <laughs> oh, jeez. And you will just black out <laughs> during that match and miss the rest of SummerSlam. <laughs> that almost sounds like something where it has to, you know, roll into finish your drink. Right. That's a real perfect storm type thing. Yes. Just, it's just constant chugging. <laughs> I have something that gets away from. I'm not going to compound that any further. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Don't worry, Jerry will find a way. Yeah. Well, he might because my next rule is surrounding the uh, recently instated the 24/7 title. Yes. Uh, and that's also another really good thing WWE's actually been doing. I was very, at first, I was like, ugh, but yeah. it's, it's been pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's been, been pretty entertaining. So is it basically a comedy title? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's like hearkening back to the old hardcore title, mm-hmm. but it's not always as hardcore. They're not always hitting each other with trash cans and shit like that, but it's still defended in weird places, and you get a lot of comedy skits, and it's like something that they should have been done, doing for a long time, considering social media that would be perfect for that yeah and it is and it has been yeah because you can just watch social media you can watch the champion whoever has it and he might lose it on his twitter right like it's hilarious (laughs) yep but every time that 24 7 title changes you got a drink (laughs) (laughs) no that is through the entire weekend oh yeah that's through SummerSlam, raw and smackdown you're guaranteed to at least get a buzz on from that this past monday it was lost twice at a gynecologist's office oh good lord and it was so because they, like and it, they originally showed this like so i'm i'm at the show and they're you're watching it on the big screen and my buddy was watching at home and he texts me he goes who the hell are they fooling with this gynecologist's office <laughs> i said everybody in my section <laughs> <laughs> they're all buying this hook line and sink they really think that they are at an OB, OBGYN office right now <laughs> got him <laughs> Marks <laughs> with their stone cold baseball jersey. <laughs> what? Oh no! 
I shouldn't have said anything. You think you're funny? <laughs> this is on me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, I've got one more. It's okay. not as good as your Andre, but that's not bad. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> we still need to do an entire episode. <laughs> I hear there's beer involved. Oh. <laughs> I've got one more. Yeah, me too. And this always seems to happen with the, the big pay-per-views, and it's not necessarily what happens on the pay-per-view. It's always on the Raw or SmackDown afterwards. Right. The title change. Yeah. There always has to be some sort of title change or a title match that goes along with the Raw or the SmackDown for the people that didn't bother to spend the nine ninety nine <laughs> to watch. Or sign up for free. Or sign up for free for 30 days yeah. at WWE.com. <laughs> Slash Breaking Brews. Slash Hop Nation USA. <laughs> for all your six-star matches. <laughs> Slash First at Brewbox. <laughs> Dennis needs paid, too. Yes. But anytime there is a change in championship on only Raw or SmackDown, because there will be... Yeah, you have to drink. Fair enough. Has to happen. I, I kind of yeah. had I kind of had a uh, rule similar to that. And okay. I, I just said like if it if it's a non twenty four seven title, you should finish your drink. That's fair. Yeah. My last one's simple. Drink every time Corey Graves says uh, smart strategy. <laughs> That's another. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're really looking to get fucked up with this game. These are the rules that you want to adhere by. So, Jason, I, I got a side game for you. It's not wrestling <laughs> involved, but it uh, very much uh, adheres uh, to uh, your uh, rules that you've been putting out. I don't want to play. <laughs> Watch the movie uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm -hmm. Every time Kurt Russell asks a question. <laughs> no shit. You, okay. I, I, I have not watched that movie in years. Well, same with me, and I had played it a couple years back, but I hadn't watched it years before that. And I was just like, oh, wow, he's asking a lot of questions. I'm going to drink every time... <laughs> You can't make it out of the airport scene. <laughs> like, you don't see any fucking monsters. You don't see the guy from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you don't see any of that. You're drunk before you're out. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, my final, my final uh, rule, and this is this is a this is a big rule, and it it's, goes along kind of with uh, what Adam was saying. Every Raw and SmackDown, it seems after a pay per view. They call up NXT wrestlers. Ah, yes. So mine is very specific, though. If they call up the Velveteen Dream, no. you have to get a can of beer, <laughs> and you have to chug it for the entirety of the song Purple Rain by Prince. <laughs> <laughs> That's not chugging, though. How about you have to finish a six-pack before Purple Rain ends? Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Because I could just slowly sip, because Purple Rain's what about it? Like five, a five, six, six minute, minute song? song, something like it's that. It's about a six minute song. Yeah, you can I, slow roll that. You're, uh, you're not supposed to, but yeah, <laughs> that's one guy. I I, I don't want to see him come out of there. No, he's just too good at NXT. Yeah, he's yeah. in the perfect spot. He's he's amazing. But the thing is, and I feel like they're scared to bring him up because they know he's going to be in there. Tyler Breeze on the main roster. Yeah, I, and that, and that's a shame because Breeze was great. And then they brought him up and it killed him. Yeah. And he was great with Fandango when they, I mean, from a comedy end, but from an actual wrestling end, he was a great wrestler. Yeah. He still right. is. I right. He still is. He went back to NXT. And, yeah, and then as you had with Velveteen Dream at the last takeover was freaking great. Right. So, so let's keep him there. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they want to bring him up because he is such a star. If they do it right, he will be the biggest star that they've had. Uh -huh. But they just don't want to fuck it up because he's like they're one of the few homegrown. Mm-hmm. He's not. He didn't have like a big indie career, right? You know, like Adam Cole and Kevin Owens and yeah. shit like that. So if they fuck him up, they're gonna go, "Oh no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our one resource, no." 
But yeah, that's a that's the big yeah. SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any predictions quickly, or yeah, things you want to see? I yeah. have I have one prediction, and it goes along with I actually did have one more rule where you're gonna have to have, finish your beer. Yeah. Uh, anytime Braun Strowman destroys a piece of the set, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Y- you have to destroy the rest of your beer. <laughs> He's been rather tame in that respect lately, hasn't he? Mm, sort of. I mean, he did destroy Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. I'm, yeah, that's he, right. He put him through the whole screen. Put him yeah. through the whole screen and then power slammed him at uh, yeah. Extreme Rules. And they so, just, yeah, I rescinded my last comment. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not, you know getting thrown into a garbage truck or you know some of the vehicle well, destruction they've been doing the grappling hook to pull the right yeah the, the tv set now or whatever the hell that was yeah, it's, that was it's so definitely stupid. it's definitely tamed by stroman standards but <laughs> flipping a semi yeah he hasn't he hasn't flipped, that's what i want to see right he hasn't flipped the car flip in a while a, yeah, i want to see him flip a semi outside yeah <laughs> i'm look i'm I, I think you're gonna see a squash match with goldberg and ziggler mm-hmm. probably be a minute less than a minute probably then you're gonna i think Orton's gonna win against Kofi, I think. That, yeah, and, yeah. Think? I, I just I feel like they're gonna go in with into Fox. Yeah, with the like one of the top guys. I'm saying Kofi's not. Right. I just I don't I I just see I see Orton being the guy. I mean I, they can keep that feud going. Hell, that was a feud that should have been a better feud six years ago because mm-hmm. it was it had tremendous momentum when it started and then it just flattened out. Yeah. See but, that that would be my bet for the SmackDown rematch title loss yeah like kofi wins at SummerSlam, but then either faces orton or somebody else yeah on smackdown and then loses it going into the you know towards wrestlemania season for that yeah and yeah. into moving to fox or whatever well i think that you're gonna see one one of the major titles change i don't think it's the women the raw women's title no i don't think it would be the smackdown women's title i don't think they're ready to put it on ember moon yet no and i just don't I don't see Seth Rollins beating Lesnar this time around either. I think they're going to run with Lesnar for a while. So if one of the major titles is going to change it, that would be the right. most logical. Yeah. Usually when I say this shit on a podcast, the exact opposite <laughs> happens. So Right. So there you go, everybody. You yeah. Go. Get your overseas bets in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure the Las Vegas doesn't hear this and change the line on you. And then get your bets in the uh, betdsi.com. They're not a sponsor yet. <laughs> but we want our cut. Right. Cool. Well, I think uh, you know that we we've had some good wrestling talk, but it's time to get back to beer, beer. And when I come back next time, AEW on TNT will right. be up and running, and we'll maybe, have... maybe we'll have you back for special, yeah. special AEW episode. Nice, yeah. I'll, I'm loving what they're doing. So you'll be, you'll be on break from Breaking Brews. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> BreakingBrews.com/slash/podcast. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Let's come back, though, to the tried-and-true full pint White Lightning, now with pomegranate. That was very nice of you, Steve. Yes, yes. Now with pomegranate. Now with pomegranate. <laughs> it sounds like it was a like a mop and glow. Well, I'll, and I'll say this. This is a complete side note because I looked at that can real fast. It says live beer, store cold. I We're on this wrestling kick. I thought it said stone cold. Like, when I just looked at it real what? quick. What? Like, <laughs> so that's just, you know. Well, he's got his own now. Isn't he plugging that real hard? Yeah, he's, he's had that for a while. He's had it the for a while, but yeah. they had a real commercial for it, like the Raw he was on. Mm-hmm. That was a commercial for it. He was wearing this Broken Skull IPA hat. He was chugging them, just throwing cans everywhere. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good beer, though. It is a good if you've never had it. It's, I haven't it's had it, good. no. I, oh, yeah, okay. It's good. 
wish there were more wrestling themed beers because when we could do an actual theme show to that james evans formerly of spoonwood now of Penn, had three bombers sent yeah. to him and we partook nice. before nice. wrestlemania and it was good nice and speaking of good yeah there's the segue. There segue. We'll, Other segue. We'll bring this right back in. The White Lightning with pomegranate. Yes. By full pint. Yeah. Not, not bad. Yeah, no, it's it's not bad. It's fine. It tastes like the White Lightning, but with pomegranate. Yeah. yeah. That's all there is to it. You don't need to dissect it any more than that. I know it sounds like a real flat review, but that's what it is. If you like White Lightning, get this as well. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't dissect it too much. No. So that means it's time for the podium. Yes. Where we go, bronze, silver, and gold. Uh, who wants to go first, Adam or Steve? I'll we'll, go. we'll let the go, guests go last. Yeah, I'll go first. What the okay. hell? I am actually putting in the bronze medal position. I'm going to put the Field Study IPA by Trogues. What? <laughs> the Field Study IPA by Trogues. Okay. All right. It's probably this is probably the last one. Maybe. It's not. We'll see. It's not. <laughs> You'll edit more in. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> the field study. That was a fine IPA. If you're an IPA drinker, that is, it is not a West Coast style. It is not a punchy in the face IPA. For the non-IPA drinkers, I like that. It was fine. It was serviceable. As we said earlier, if it's in the variety pack, yeah, I'll grab it. I'll drink it. I'll get rid of it. In the silver metal position, we're going to put the full pint white lightning with pomegranate. It's a good beer. The white lining is a good beer. It's just got a little goose with the pomegranate. I'd drink it again. No problem. If that was in a variety pack, I'd be like, all right, yeah, you're coming with me. Unfortunately for those two, the Hitchhiker, the Next to Normal, the Sour with Blueberry and Coffee, that is by far the best fruit and coffee beer we've ever had on the show, in my opinion. And for that, it goes in the gold medal position. That's a good-ass brunch beer. Yeah. Faux show. So it's going to, <laughs> going to go in a gold medal position. That is something I could grab a four-pack and be just absolutely happy with. Mm-hmm. That'll get me through a Friday night. Yeah. Or Saturday morning. Or, or Sunday brunch. Who knows? Whatever you want to do. Or I'll just buy 12 cans and do all three. Yeah. Or SummerSlam. Who yes. cares? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what were your thoughts? So for me, I'm going to put the uh, full pint of White Lightning in the bronze. I really like the beer. It's... I always like the White Lightning. I like most of what Full Pine has to offer. We already talked about it. So there's nothing like super new to me here. And I feel like that's not great for the listeners <laughs> because we know everything about it. So like, but really, it is a really good beer and it's really refreshing. And you should check it out if you're in Pittsburgh and you can get it in cans. You get a nice pint of it. It's refreshing. Pair it with all your other stuff. It's a good time. Good Thanksgiving beer. Yeah. Silver, I'm going to give to the field study. That's a really clean drinking IPA. It's nice and easy. It's nice and down the middle. Like Adam said, it doesn't really fall into a category of a West Coast because it's not harsh or bitter, but it has that really great clarity to it, which I like in IPAs. <laughs> and then you have the, but it, the hop is a little softer, but it's very flavorful. You don't have a harsh back end to it, but it is flavorful throughout. It's nice and fruity. And again, really easy and refreshing drinking. The gold, however, maybe surprising to some, is the sour next to normal hitchhiker. It's it's I, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you don't have words right now says yes, a lot. I'm impressed. It 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 uh, conquered both my uh, distaste for sours 
and my weariness uh, or my wariness of blueberries and coffee together. I, I was very unsure going into this, but now I'm very happy. <laughs> Such a good beer. And I guess I shouldn't have doubted Hitchhiker and Andy. That's mea culpa. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I, it's such a good brunch beer, and uh, like I said, waffles. Mm. Need waffles. <laughs> That's what you're investing in? Yeah. Waffles? Waffles. Waffles in this beer. <laughs> Over to you, Jason. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with what you guys said about White Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, good beer. Nothing wrong with it at all. At least little uh, addition of pomegranate, but I think, we, like we, I said before, like Belgians just typically aren't the styles that I seek out. Not saying it's a bad beer. Any Belgians are bad beers, just not typically what I drink, so that would be third place for me. Second place, it was actually tough to decide which way I wanted to go with this because I enjoyed both of the field study and the next to normal very much. I'm going to put the next to normal second only because... If I'm this close in the race, IPA is always going to win for me, which is maybe a silly way to rank. But yeah. the next to normal was very impressive. I I, I, it, I felt like there was almost this little game of the flavors going back and forth in my mouth. Like one sip, I'd get coffee. Next, mm-hmm. I'd get blueberry. Yeah, yeah. Next, yeah. I'd get a little <laughs> bit of both. It was neat. It was a great beer. Yeah, like you said, don't don't sleep on anything Andy's doing down there and the, yeah, the rest obviously of the <laughs> down there because they're always doing good shit. That was a great beer. But, uh, yeah, Trogues Field Study for me was definitely number one. That was such a easy-to-drink IPA, definitely not super aggressive on the bitter end. People that aren't typical IPA drinkers could probably pour that beer, sip it, enjoy it, and not be offended, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am the audience you're speaking to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jason was you're, looking directly yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah, you are my focus group yeah. for this rating here. But yeah, I, it's, um, as I said before, Trogues is one of my favorite breweries. Love the stuff they're doing. And Field Study is my gold medal winner because of that. And looking forward to many, many more good ones. All right. Thank you very much. That some good ratings. <laughs> He put, he, put the, he put them in the right order that he liked them the most. You should put a poll on Twitter to see if people actually want that episode. <laughs> so, I, I, so for those that don't know, I had proposed this months ago that if Steve did an entire episode with that Andre the Giant imitation, I would supply beer for five episodes. And to the point where I was like, I shouldn't have said that because these <laughs> stupid asses will do it. Hell yeah. Yes. So, no doubt. But then I told him later, I was like, don't do that. That would get so annoying. I mean, I, I knew not to do it. But the thing is, we don't make any money off this at the moment. Yeah, so, so I get, can do what the hell I want. <laughs> yeah. And getting, if I want to do Andre all day, I'll do Andre well, all day. I, I will tell you, that's probably not going to get you any sponsors. No, but, no, no. What do I know? Yeah. Who knows? There could be that one guy. We, we had to do it before we crossed 100 episodes. Well, if you could get be. Dan Soder on to do it, yeah. I'd listen to him do the interview. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because if you could go back and forth between that and Savage, Prob- oh, best pro- show ever. Problem is, we'll have to turn it into a Pop Nation episode. Because yeah. Soder's sober. All right. So I can't do the beer. But maybe he can just hold a mic and do the impressions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all you really need him for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got Dan Soder here. No, we don't want to talk to you about anything else. You just yeah. do these wrestlers' <laughs> imitations. Just do the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, why don't you keep going on, though, Jason, and uh, give a final plug for Breaking Brews. 
<laughs> and everything everything else everybody can find you doing. Done it so many times. Yeah, I think yeah, breakingbrews.com is really where it's at for everything. Like I said, jasoncircone.com is getting revamped and we'll have some stories of customer experiences and ultimately how you can better provide customer good customer experiences for everybody because as we said in segment 2, if you're not marketing for repeat visits and providing good experiences, you're not doing it right. So, I'm hoping that my long history in working in customer service and the stories and experiences that I've had will translate to a fun video podcast that you guys can pick up in the early fall. And uh, yeah, so breakingbrews.com slash podcast is where you can connect to the current podcast. As you're hearing this, if you're listening to it as it goes live on Friday, which you should, Mm. two more episodes in season one. We'll have 30 in the archives for you to check out. So thank you for letting me come onto these airwaves and plug my shit once again. Sure, for sure. Yeah, happy to have you on. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to have like a wealth of knowledge from other people who've been doing this longer than us. Oh, then I'd say it's I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, like I already said, like for sure listen to episode 26. Go back to 25 as well. Like that's a wealth of knowledge for anybody who has a brewery. Mm-hmm. To get you started on Facebook advertising and believe it or not facebook is still the biggest market <laughs> like yeah. it is popular as instagram and and which is a part of facebook so that actually pours into each other mm-hmm. but as popular as twitter and snapchat and all that garbage is and all that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like facebook is still the best way to connect to you know uh, your audience mm-hmm. yeah so and if you want to know more about fresh fest which is happening tomorrow again if you're picking this up on friday as it goes live session 24 was with day and mike no, there you uh, go. That was a good episode. I, I picked that one Thank up you. earlier this week. That was that was good just to hear how things evolved a little mm-hmm. bit and, and how they were bringing in different entities throughout the, the Pittsburgh community. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, jump over and check that one out, too. Mm-hmm. Right on. Or you can use that to pregame for Fresh Fest 3, which I imagine will happen. I can't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably going to be a longstanding tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA on social media, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Laughable, and a bunch of other stuff. It's all there. But if you're on any of those platforms, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but seven and a half. seven and a half-star <laughs> show, but they only let us use five. That's right. You gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we're up in the game. We, we like Jason, but we have to put it up higher. <laughs> well, I remember the first episode that I came on, you were saying that like you were the number four podcast in Pittsburgh. Oh, we're still the number three craft beer podcast number in Pittsburgh. Three, okay. Yeah, I did, well, I didn't know if the ratings had changed. No, no. We're since. still number three simply because we like one and two to fight about it. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're kind of like that that speed skater back in the Olympics, back in like '02, where everybody fell in front of him and he just slipped in for the gold medal. That's what we're hoping. We're that's hoping what, everybody else falls. That's what we're banking on. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That, I mean, <laughs> well, not you because you have actually differentiated yourself yes. and you're not doing reviews. Right. We don't have to worry about you. Okay. But if Doug slips and takes out the weekly recap, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll jump on top of the podium. We don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're also we're also diabolical. Pr- <laughs> yeah, we're also proud to welcome any Brewbound listeners who, <laughs> who oh, had to yeah. give it up. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> we don't say that shit. We we just talk wrestling and beer and other dumb shit. <laughs> this is a cozy place. We'll be talking the Minnesota State Fair in a couple weeks. <laughs> There's all kinds of dumb shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> You'll like it. Yeah, no politics. Just turn your brain off and drink. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's I think it. that's just our tagline right yeah. there. Just shut your brain off and drink. Yeah. But uh, that's it for this week. Next week, I believe Kelsey and Katie will be back, and we'll be talking about Maui Brewing out of Hawaii. Yes, I'm looking forward to that episode. Yes, so we'll be able to check them out. Check us out next week for episode 120. We'll see you then, assuming I've lived through Fresh, fresh Fest. <laughs> Same Z's. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>